Thank you for choosing to listen to the First Love Podcast from First Presbyterian Church in Jacksonville, Illinois, for Sunday, July 5th, 2020. Reverend Jonathan Warren's sermon title today is My Yoke is Easy. We get to listen to a guest quartet singing I Stand with the USA. We here at First Presbyterian Church wish you a blessed, fulfilling, healthy, and safe week. God bless. I'd like to especially welcome all those worshiping with us. Tell us you're here. It was especially nice to get away and see different scenery, to enjoy cool weather last week. Uh, I want to thank Keith and Ellie and for everyone here who led worship last week. And although he promised me that they'd both be in gorilla suits, I was a little disappointed, but maybe that's what he calls a shirt and tie, right? Today, I'm so excited about several things. We get to celebrate the baptism of Olivia Margaret Yeska. Not only is she super cute, but it's nice to have such a wonderful celebration today. We also will celebrate the Sacrament of Communion. We have Donna Stair joining us to lead us in music today, as well as a quartet of young men leading our special music today. So we have a lot of special things in store for today. As we celebrate communion virtually, if you haven't already, take time right now to prepare bread or a substitute like crackers and a cup or small cups of juice or a substitute like wine or water for you and your family. Invite you to look at all the prayers and announcements at the end of your bulletin. Let us worship God this morning. you to please enjoy join me in the call to worship that's printed in your bulletins the music is playing and god is calling renewal when we come to him we are here trusting the sacred promise baptized in water sealed by the spirit dead in the tomb our King, one with His rising, freed and forgiven, thankful in our God's praises we sing, baptized in water, sealed by the Spirit, marked with the sign of Christ our King. Born of the Spirit, we are God's children. Joyfully now, God's praises we sing. We come here to the font and are reminded as we celebrate baptism today that we are broken, that we aren't entirely reconciled to God. But we come here with a promise, knowing that Christ forgives us, gives us grace when we share our words of confession, when we repent. And so now, let us join together in confessing our sin to God. Prophetic One, you call us to new places and new ways. You challenge us to dance new steps and to sing new songs. We yearn to follow you with confidence and joy. 
but our resistance is often stronger than our willingness. At times, our steps falter. At moments, we can't even hear your voice, let alone recognize your song in our hearts. Renew us with your grace. Connect us with the yoke of unconditional love that we may follow joyously, dance confidently, and sing praise and love with every act of our lives. Amen. And now let us silently confess our sins. Amen. We come here to the font. When the water pours and washes over us, we are reminded of the grace that Christ gives us, the grace that's given to each one of us in our baptism, and it renews us, and it gives us life and celebration. It gives us hope. Know that you are forgiven, and be at peace. Amen. So today we're doing things a little bit differently, and I want to bring this water over so, so you can see this is movable. And so today, one thing that we did this week was we baptized someone at their home, and, it, and her name's Olivia Margaret, and she's a little cute baby, and we took this bowl and we poured the water, and we did this ahead of time at the Yeska farm. And her parents were there, her grandparents were there, her great-grandparents were there, her aunts and uncles were there, and, and we all get to be there too. And I don't know if you remember, but many of you have been baptized here in this church building. And I usually say in the name of your father, and I pour the water, the name of the Son, I pour it on your head just like this. In the name of the Holy Spirit, amen. So one thing that we did differently this time because of social distancing, but also to make it different and unique and special, uh, the parents came and they held their baby. And you'll see this in just a minute. And they helped pour the water on the baby when I said, we baptize you in the name of the Father. And I'm looking on, and they're pouring the water on the babies, on their baby's head. And the neat thing about this, and I want to tell you and your parents, because when the church promises these things, the biggest teacher are your parents, is your family. And so uh, we, we gain an extended family in our church. And they get to help teach you along the way, too. Because sometimes when you grow up, when you get mad or sad about your parents or you get into a fight and you don't want to talk to them, you can talk to your, to your church family. And they want to listen to you and talk to you. Uh, but it's also so important to ask questions that we might have about God. You know, what's heaven about? Um, why do I get hurt? Why do I feel sad sometimes? And our scripture reminds us that Jesus is with us through all things, that we are baptized and loved. And sometimes those are the simplest answers. God loves you. Sad things happen sometimes, and Jesus walks with us through those things. So we're never alone. They don't have to be complex answers, luckily, but they're real. And they happen every day. 
not just to uh, kids, but also to grown-ups. But know that this water that was poured on your head in baptism helps heal us and love us and brings us into the fold of a whole family. So, you not just get your parents, but you also get extra parents and grandparents and extended family, and not just here in Jacksonville, but you get it all over. So that's kind of fun that we get to have this big extended family who loves us and cares for us and helps us along the way. Okay, let's wiggle, wiggle those fingers, put them together, and say an echo prayer. Dear God, we thank you that you love us. We thank you for the water and baptism. It lets us know that we are loved. It lets us know that we are never alone. It lets us know that we're part of a bigger family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today we celebrate baptism at the Yeska Farm. We are glad you can join us here in this beautiful place. You'll notice the same words and liturgy, the same ordinary water that becomes extraordinary. We have family members and friends who are joining our congregation outdoors and they're united with our church family online to answer the congregational questions together in one spirit. Hear the words from Holy Scripture. In baptism, God claims us and seals us to show that we belong to God. God frees us from sin and death, uniting us with Jesus Christ and his death and resurrection. And by water and the Holy Spirit, we are made members of the church, the body of Christ, and join to Christ's ministry of love, peace, and justice. Let us remember with joy our own baptism as we celebrate this sacrament. On behalf of the session, I present Olivia Margaret Yuska, the daughter of Patrick and Kayla Yuska, to receive the sacrament of baptism. And to our parents, do you desire that Olivia Margaret be baptized, do you? Relying on God's grace, do you promise to live the Christian faith, to teach that faith to your children, do you? And now our elder will ask a question of our families and our congregation. Do you, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ, promise to guide and nurture Olivia Margaret by word and deed, with love and prayer, encouraging her to know and follow Christ and to be faithful members of this church? If so, please say, we do. We do. Patrick and Kayla, trusting in the gracious mercy of God, do you turn from the ways of sin and renounce evil and its power in the world, do you? Who is your Lord and Savior? Will you be Christ's faithful disciple, obeying his word and showing his love? And now let us join together in prayer. We thank you, O God, for the water of baptism. In it, we are buried with Christ in his death. From it, we are raised to share in his resurrection. Pour out your spirit upon us and upon this water that this font may be your womb of new birth. May she who now passes through these waters be delivered from death to life, from bondage to freedom, from sin to righteousness. Bind her to the household of faith, guard her from all evil, strengthen her to serve you with joy until the day you make things new. To you be all praise, honor, and glory through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who with you in the Holy Spirit lives and reigns forever. Amen. In such a time as this, I now invite Olivia and her parents, Patrick and Kayla, to come to the font. 
this here today is a powerful witness for Olivia's parents as they invite God and the church into this journey of faith as we baptize Olivia. Olivia Margaret, we baptize you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. join together in prayer. O Lord, uphold Olivia Margaret by your Holy Spirit. Give her the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence both now and forever. Olivia Margaret, child of God, you have been sealed by the Holy Spirit baptism and grafted into Christ forever. Good job. Yeah, this is so exciting. So I'll have you guys come back here. Now, normally we would celebrate together with cake following worship, but this week I invite you all, uh, our church family, to celebrate and welcome Olivia into our church family by uh, being invited to write a note or uh, a prayer, a card, and send it to our church office. We even have a basket at the door so that you can uh, put the card or prayer there. Uh, you can also email the church. We've listed that at the, at the end of our bulletin today. And then the church will get it to the Yeskas so that they can uh, share these notes and memories and prayers with them. And I'm hoping even uh, this might be an old-fashioned tradition. This is one of those things that we can do no matter what celebration it is, that we can do these things uh, during a baptism, that we can do them during confirmations, during birthdays and anniversaries, that we as a church family can celebrate and uh, have a celebration, especially uh, in times like this. So uh, please uh, celebrate and welcome Olivia Margaret to our as a newest member of our church. You did good. <laughs> and now you're all baptized. Now you're part of the first family. Yeah, look at that. What a wonderful celebration we are able to witness and be part of. And I really do hope that you have a chance to write a note, a prayer, and come by the church. We have those baskets ready. Before we get to our uh, prayer for illumination, I wanted to, and our scripture readings, I wanted to just make a little note and tell you about uh, how we're preparing things for in-person worship on July 19th. So two Sundays from now, we will be continuing online worship. For those who still want to be home during this time, and I invite you to come as you are able and as you're ready. Uh, for those online, I can look right into your uh, into the camera and look right at you as I talk. And as we have people in person, those cameras will then move up further to the balcony, and I'll be looking at folks out here. Um, maybe they'll laugh at my jokes. Maybe they won't. There may be different pauses and various other things. And so you'll kind of have a, a different viewpoint. You'll have a bird's eye view. You'll have a balcony kind of view. So if you've ever sat in the balcony, it looks and feels a little differently. Uh, and so I just wanted to announce that that would be, that, that that might be a little bit different of a connection, but you'll still be part of worship. We'll, we'll, I'll try to keep uh, mentioning a few things. Uh, I encourage you to comment as well to, Make those who are online to feel connected as well and, and continue those things. And so it's kind of neat that we'll have a, kind of a mixture of folks online as well as people in person. Uh, and, and I'll have a little bit more notes about that next week. And now let us join together in our prayer for illumination printed in our bulletins. God, testify to us by the voice of your spirit. Put your law into our hearts. 
write your word in our minds and show your will in our lives through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our first scripture reading comes to us from Romans chapter 7, verses 15 through 25a. Let's listen to the word of God. I do not understand why my own actions for my own actions, for I do not, not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree that the law is good. But in fact, it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells within me, that is, in my flesh. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not do the good I want. The evil I do not want is what I do. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I that do it, but the sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do what is good, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inmost self, but I see in my members another law at war with the law of my mind, making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you. 
gospel lesson comes to us from Matthew chapter 11, verses 16 through 19 and 25 through 30. Let us listen to the word of God. But to what will I compare this generation? It's like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to one another. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We wailed, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. And the Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except for the Father. And no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone whom the Son chooses to reveal him. <clears throat> Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Yoke is easy, and my burden is light. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When I was first ordained, probably about uh, 11, 12 years ago, I didn't know if I could live up to the questions being asked of me. I know it might seem odd now, but I didn't know if I had what it takes. I was young. I didn't know if I could do it. I, I didn't share. I really live out my faith. Would other people listen? I guess we're all faced with these questions, but when I became ordained, somehow it became very real when I had to make promises in front of the whole church I told the pastor leading the service, I didn't know if I could do it. I mean, I'd trained this time, but could I really do it? That's when he said that my stole represented a yoke. He quoted the words of Scripture we just read from Matthew chapter 11, verses 29 through 30. Take my yoke upon me and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Somehow, when I heard these words of Scripture being told, it was like a big, heavy weight had come off my shoulders, and it clicked. I knew I could do it because Christ was there carrying this yoke with me. I knew I could do this because every time I answered those questions, I knew Christ was also yoked to me. This is my yoke. Every time I speak, every time I pray, every time I listen to you, Christ makes my burden light. Now, if you look closely at Scripture, it never says that we don't have a burden, but it says that our burdens are lighter and the world's, than the world's burdens. 
Yet we all carry a burden of some sort. And somehow the burdens of this world are really, really heavy. For instance, those who carry burdens of addiction. In a way, that person is yoked to their addiction. And that's heavy. For another, a burden might be work, yoked to a job that may increase stress, heart disease, time away from family. These can all be heavy burdens. Here, too many people say when they retired, I, I wish I worked more. And now, as these weeks turn into months with COVID-19 now increasing across the states, racial, racial injustice being exposed, job losses, and now fatigue is setting, settling in. I don't know about you, but Zoom meetings, sometimes even online church, as good as they are, sometimes carry a different burden and weight these days, don't they? Like last week when the internet dropped Bradbury's final words in a sermon, it's, it's easy for us to throw in the towel, but we know Keith was sharing his heart with us. And it didn't matter what he said. It, we clung to him and Nancy's faith and their love, even when there was a drop in the internet connection. Because it was real. For we're reminded that our burden is light because we're yoked with Christ. So we can carry uh, the burdens of this world, which are heavy. Or we can be yoked with Christ. And Christ does most of the heavy lifting. Since we just had a beautiful baptism of Olivia, Margaret, Jessica today. It made me think of our girls when they were smaller. When Hannah was, when Lydia was a tiny baby, Hannah would want to carry, help carry her in her carrier, which if you've ever held one of those carriers, those things are heavy, right? And then there's a baby in them. And so uh, little Hannah could not possibly lift her on her own. She wanted to help. So I carried Lydia, and Hannah walked beside me carrying her baby sister. She loved helping me carry her little sister around. And I wanted her to help, even in a little way. I imagine that even though we carry deep burdens, in the same way, it's Christ who bears most of the weight. If you read any amount of scripture, you soon discover that Christ and his disciples certainly carry burdens. Following Christ's call for our lives is no easy task. We still have to carry some of the burden. He makes it lighter. But sometimes it's still difficult. Paul reminds us of the burdens Christians have faced over the years. He says in Hebrews 11, some faced jeers and flogging, while still others were chained and put in prison. Stone, they were sawed in two. They were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains and in caves and holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what they had been promised. God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Saints who face these things could only do it with Christ and God's help. They must have known deep down in the core that they did not have to face it alone, that these burdens, although they seemed insurmountable, were made light by being yoked to God. Christ. Now, as Americans, we don't have to carry the same burdens our brothers and sisters around the world, uh, Christians who are being persecuted, have to face. We're lucky. We're able to live out our faith in freedom and liberty, much to the debt of our founding fathers. Our founding fathers carried a yoke of liberty and freedom, and we're indebted to them for our faith. And as we celebrate our independence, the 4th of July this weekend, we must be grateful for those who signed that Declaration of Independence. Now, the truth is, 
we do still have in us to create a more perfect union. For any country, even our own, is still bound to this world. And even though we declare freedom and liberty in our Constitution, not all people receive these inalienable rights in the United States. Christ's kingdom is yet to be fulfilled. And that's our task now. It's our burden set before us to live into the kingdom of God that Christ shares with us. Promises we shared in Olivia's baptism help remind us that as wise and as smart as we think we might be, children are given the keys to the Christ's kingdom. That's the beauty of a child's baptism. The innocence and love she carries today, even as an infant, is more than enough to access God's love and grace. In fact, every time we share communion, I say the word, whatever burdens or blessings we carry today, we're all invited to share this feast that Christ has prepared. While each of us has burdens, they're much different than the founding fathers of this country. They're different than early Christians. They're different than they were six months ago. Yet we all carry burdens. These burdens aren't erased when we become Christians, and sometimes they seem impossible, even as Christians, for this world, as Romans reminds us, sin dwells within us. So right now, I invite you to take a deep breath in and out. Take a deep breath in. Remember your baptism. And keep breathing deep in and deep out. Whatever burdens or blessings we carry today, we're all invited to share this feast that Christ has prepared. Breathe in and out, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. As Presbyterians, we believe in the priesthood of all believers. That means that all disciples of Christ have access to God. Each of us, you and me, we wear an invisible stole everywhere on our shoulders alone. That Christ carries most of the bur burden. So when we eat this bread and drink this cup today, our burden... we prepare for our offering, if you have not already prepared elements for communion, I encourage you do, to do so quickly during the offertory. Be assured that a slice of bread or cracker can become a sacrament, even a cup of water or tea, a remembrance of God's redeeming love. Communion does not need elements. For Psalm 34 says, you can taste and see that God is good even if you do not partake. 
Now, during our offering music, please make a comment about how you will give to God this week. Now let us give our tithes and our offerings and our whole selves to God. Now let us dedicate these gifts to God by saying the prayer of dedication together. Receive these gifts we now bring, God of gifts, and bless them to be gifts for your world. Through our giving, renew others, that they too may know the comfort and rest of living in the arms of your compassion and your love. Amen. Friends, this is the joyful feast of the people of God. They will come from east and west and from north and south and sit at table in the kingdom of God. In our many kitchens and living rooms, we gather around the table today. These are not Presbyterian or Protestant tables. They are now our Lord's table. And Jesus' invitation is to all who trust in him, whatever our background, whatever our tradition, Whatever burdens or blessings we carry today, we're all invited to share this feast that Christ has prepared. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us, that this meal may be a communion of the body and blood of our Lord. Make us one with Christ and with all who share this feast. Unite us in faith. Encourage us with hope. Inspire us to love that we may serve as your faithful disciples until we feast at your table in glory. Now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, let us pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
we give thanks that the Lord Jesus, on the night of his arrest, took bread, and after giving thanks to God, he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant, sealed in my blood, sealed for the forgiveness of sins. Every time you drink this cup, do this in remembrance of me. Now, normally, we pass the bread and then pass the cup and wait and all drink together. But today, when the music begins playing, I invite you to all eat and drink together. Don't wait for me to tell you to drink the juice. In our many places, as we receive these gifts of God, I invite you now to eat and to drink. And if there's more than one person worshiping together in your families, Serve each other both elements, the bread of life and the cup of salvation given to each one of us. Let us eat and drink together. Amen. And now let us join together in prayer. God of grace, you renew us at your table with the bread of life. May this food strengthen us in love and help us to serve you and each other. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Christ brings hope every hour and every day. We're inspired by celebrations of not only baptism, but also communion. What a gift we have today to celebrate these blessings God gives us. Remember that each of us wears an invisible stole wherever we go, yoked to Christ. And now let us receive the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the bond of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen.
Yeah, I dress for our First Presbyterian Church, Jacksonville, Illinois. It's 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois, zip code 62650. Our phone number is 217-245-4189. Our email is office at firstpresjax.org. That's office at F-I-R-S-T-P-R-E-S-J-A-X dot O-R-G. You can reach us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash firstpresjax. Our webpage is www.firstpresjax.org. Our Sunday services start at 10 a.m., but we come on the air at 10.45 with a slideshow. We invite you to come and view us live on Facebook on Sundays, leave a comment, enjoy a great sermon by Jonathan and Warren, and whoever is the special music for that day. God bless.